Welcome to the Perfectly Preserved Podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Gomes. And I'm Anna Cash. Here, we come together to bring you a podcast all about preserving food safely, easily, and dare I say perfectly at home. We are master food preservers, moms, wives, and we love talking about canning. We've decided the world needs a podcast that shares up-to-date, modern, safe information about canning, dehydrating, freezing, freeze-drying, and more. We answer listener questions, teach beginner and intermediate techniques, and share our very best tips for preserving successfully. We'll show you how to find trusted recipes, sources, and more so you never have to second-guess your preserving practices again. Ready to can like a master preserver? Let's get into today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. Anna and I have put our heads together and thought of all the things that we think an experienced or new preserver would love to receive for the holidays or for a birthday gift or just for any time. And this list should be one that you could refer back to for gifts that are on the smaller side and gifts that are bigger gifts too. So Anna, take it away. What is at the top of your gift list for a canner? First of all, I would love to say anything that makes preserving enjoyable, Mm. easier, and is beautiful to look at and hold. So on this list, I'm looking at things that are like really good quality. When you're first starting, sometimes you might pick up things like I do secondhand and it's like, you know, it's good enough for that time in your life. And then you're like, oh, you know, I really would love this or I really would love Mm -hmm. that. So first on the list that I've been thinking about is a really nice food processor, one that will stand the test of time that will last a long time. I've picked up uh, food processors before thrifting and they really only last maybe like a year or two. And so this year on my list is I've been looking at a Cuisinart food processor, the 14 cup size for when I'm doing salsa and I'm doing big batches and I want to process a bunch of peppers at one time or onions at one time. I just think it would be so handy to have in the kitchen. Right now I have a one cup food processor and it takes forever. What about you, Jenny? What's at the top of your list? I think that that is a great idea. A food processor can save so much time. So I would say that the one thing that I love is kind of like an analog version of a food processor for cooked foods, and it's called a food mill. There's a variety of types out there, but the best one that I've tried that I love, it's made by OXO, O-X-O, and we'll link all of these things in the show notes. But it, it's a thing that you set on top of a bowl and it has a kind of a hopper, I guess, and you put your soft cooked apples, let's say, or really any cooked food you can put in the top and then you spin the handle and it presses all the soft food against, I guess it's like a plate, like a cheese grater plate sort of, and it separates peels, cores, and skins, for example, from soft-cooked applesauce, right? It is the best way to do applesauce, I think. It just separates out the what you want to eat from what you don't want to eat. They're easy to take apart in dishwash or hand wash. They're sturdy. They last a long time. And it just makes making a smooth preserve very easy. Love my food mill. 
That's interesting. I I haven't used a food mill since my kids were babies and I was like making them food. We don't make a lot of applesauce, so I don't tend to use a food mill, but I can definitely see the purpose in it. And I've used it before and loved it. So you can use a food mill to, if you have people who want jam with no seeds, it's a great way to get the seeds out of whatever you've have cooked. It's a great way to just make a very smooth puree. And and mentioning the babies, I actually got mine at my baby shower. My friend Anna gave me a, a set and it was meant to do baby food with, and I did use it for that, but it's just so useful for canning. I, I love mine. What size is your food mill? Like how how much stuff can you put in it at one time? OXO makes one size, I think. The green trimmed one is a little bit smaller, like less than one cup smaller. And I don't know how many cups it holds. I would say like six to eight cups, probably not a ton. But the one that's not for baby food has is white with black and it, I would say holds eight cups. Okay, so that's great. I mean, in my head, I'm thinking like a one cup. No, no, probably the size I was using when I was making baby food. (laughs) Mm-mm. But that's that's way better. Okay, so next on my list, and this is kind of a new thing that I think is a really fun idea, is for the canner in your life, if you celebrate Christmas and you have a stocking, packages of brand new lids, I think, is a great idea for a stocking stuffer. Excellent idea. There's no canner who would turn down or be sorry to get extra lids. Do it. One other thing I was thinking that we could put in a stocking is like a really nice handmade wooden spoon. Mm. I love like a long handled wooden spoon with like a flat end on the bottom. If you go to craft fairs or shows, undoubtedly there will be somebody there doing woodworking and you can find some really beautiful heirloom quality pieces that you can hand down from generation to generation as long as you take care of them well and you're also supporting a local artist. On that thread, (laughs) thread, I would say a high quality apron, either one you sew yourself, (laughs) one that you get at a craft fair, one you purchase from a small maker on Etsy. An apron with a pocket is very, very helpful and canning can have like richly colored fruit that will stain your clothes. A good apron is really, really helpful. Perfect. I couldn't agree more. I try to match my aprons with whatever I'm making because mm-hmm. the pigments in berries <laughs> tend to stain. And so I try to look for like dark colored aprons. Yeah. No white apron, please. For me anyway. <laughs> me either. Okay, this is on the higher end. Something that I really love is actually a steam juicer. I have a lot of grapevines on my property and it's the best way to steam your fruit to extract that juice. And it's something that maybe a lot of people don't think about with their Christmas gift giving, but it's so much fun if you enjoy making jellies. So in addition to getting a steam juicer as a gift... A steam canner would be a really helpful tool for anyone who's living below 4,000-ish feet elevation. They allow you to can more quickly. We have a whole episode about steam canners, but look into getting one of those for the canner in your life if they don't live too high up in the mountains. Perfect. And then also, sometimes a pressure canner can be a more expensive 
purchase for a new canner, but if you notice somebody in your life is really getting into home canning, a pressure canner is just an amazing tool to have on hand for those low acid foods. And there are a couple different varieties. We talk about it in a previous episode, but two of the ones that I love, the All-American, I have the 921 version and it is more spendy. It's a little over, I want to say $300, Mm -hmm. um, but they also, there's also a brand called Presto and they have, I think it's 23 quart. Mine is the Presto, and I I love my Presto. I f- it feels like such a high-quality pot, and it is less expensive than the All-American. But the directions that came with it are really good. Their website is easy to navigate. The lid is easy to tell that it's clearly locked on really tight. The dial has been uh, easy to read. I love my Presto one. I'm glad that I ended up getting it. And if you're wondering, should I purchase a pressure canner for the canner in my life? Pressure canners are used for preserving low acid recipes like plain vegetables, like plain corn, plain green beans. You can use them to preserve meat. So any kind of uh, cooked or raw meat can be canned in them. It's also great for like soups and stews. So if the canner in your life maybe has a a garden and you want to surprise them with a really wonderful gift, I think a pressure canner is an excellent idea. Yeah. And pressure canners are nice because sometimes families will go in on them together if you live close enough together and you can just pass it around during harvest season. Mm -hmm. And I mean, most most of these higher priced items, you can definitely go in with family or friends on to, um, to enjoy the benefits of something like that. And we can include, you know, a freeze dryer or a really big, nice dehydrator in there as well. Mm-hmm. And I was just going to add the dehydrator to our list of things to mention because I think a dehydrator makes a really great gift. My mom got my sister and I both a dehydrator for Christmas a couple years ago. And it's a thing that you may not buy yourself, but that you would use, you would use a lot if you had it. The one we got is round, and those are great. And I think the thing to look for when you're shopping for a dehydrator, one thing, is to see if it goes up to 145 degrees. That was something I learned at the Master Preserver course, that getting up to that temperature is, or knowing what temperature you're getting up to and getting to 145 is really helpful for quality dehydrated foods. And then if you're you know, still thinking about the dehydrator, another add-on you can get is a fruit roll-up tray or sets of fruit roll-up trays to go with the dehydrator. Would you agree, Anna? Do you think that's a good idea? Yeah, absolutely. I use my dehydrator probably most for fruit leather because my family just eats it like crazy. It's it's a staple like lunch item mm-hmm. and, or a snack item. If we have friends that come over, they I'm always just like, here, take these, take these. Mm-hmm. We also have a lot of fruit trees. So it's just a really, a really great way to use up a lot of fruit is to make fruit leather. Is your dehydrator a square slash rectangle or is it a round one? So I have two round ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been looking at either the Excalibur or there's also 
it's not Bosch, but I think it's made by Bosch, but my sister has it and she really loves it. She loves the fact that like when you do square or rectangle, usually the fan is on the side and it blows Mm. across the trays rather than up. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the flavors or whatever can transfer if you're pushing that air up through multiple trays. But with a rectangle one, it goes across the top of all of them and they don't really come into contact with one another, like the the air blowing. Yeah, you could more easily, in a square rectangle style dehydrator, you can more easily can different flavors of things in the same batch while it's running. You could do two different, a savory recipe and a sweet recipe or something garlicky and something not, and have less of that flavor transfer because you may not want like garlicky, uh, you know, raspberry fruit (laughs) roll-ups. So do you have a square or you have a round? I have a round. I think it's the Great Harvest brand. And both my sister and I got it from our mother, like I say, and the fruit roll-up trees are great. We use it. We both actually use it pretty often. Yeah, I use my dehydrator all the time. There are so many people that are like, oh, how come you use it all the time? And I'm like, I don't know. I I just love the idea of having like dried fruit on hand. I make my own raisins. I do fruit leather. Mm-hmm. Like I just use my dehydrator a ton. Yeah, they're really, really useful. So that would be a great gift that you may not necessarily think of if someone's like interested in food preservation. It's a, it's a great one. And now a quick word about our courses. Want to learn more about canning? Check out our video courses. Anna's beginner and advanced canning courses are available at smarthomecanning.com. And Jenny teaches super fast steam canning at startcanning.com. Use the code POD25, that's P-O-D 25, to get 25% off those courses today. So you and I just both received Weck jars to try out for the first time. Weck jars are really beautiful German food preservation jars, and they have a metal clip, two metal clips on each jar to hold kind of that serves kind of like our metal rings on our standard American style mason jars. They're just very beautiful and different looking. And I would say that if you have a preserver in mind, they that would be a, a lower price point gift that a preserver would love to try out. They also would be so beautiful for keeping sourdough starter in. They're just like a little bit different kind of a jar that are beautiful. You can can in them and Anna and I are going to test those out and then report back in a different episode about that. But they're just a beautiful style of jar that's different than what you can get in the grocery store or just everywhere. They're not as ubiquitous and they're really lovely. Yeah. And the lids are reusable. They have a rubber ring on the inside that seals um, and they are reusable, which is really, really nice. Mm -hmm. Okay. So next up for me is two items from a company that I'm an affiliate for, full disclosure, because I absolutely love their products. And I've talked about them in previous episodes and it is a company called Thermalworks. They have an instant read Thermapen, which I absolutely love when I'm doing temp checks for my jams and jellies. Mm-hmm. And then I also have their pH tester, which I'm excited to start using. Those are awesome recommendations. I think using a thermometer when canning really helps elevate 
the quality and types of recipes you're able to do. The You just get better when you know what temperature everything's happening at. And you can do more things. Jelly, you would use it if you're making jelly. I think, I think a thermometer is a really smart idea. And then, of course, you could use it for all kinds of other cooking tasks. And these are just really high quality. I, I definitely recommend them as well. One other item I put on my list that's like a little bit fancier of a gift would be a high quality jam pan. I know Kilner makes one that's stainless, that's very high quality. A jam pan is wide and has sides that angle out a little bit. And of course, all of us can, you know, make jam in whatever saucepan you have at home, but a jam pan is really wide. It allows you to cook it cook the jam more effectively, more quickly. And a really beautiful jam pan can also be made out of copper. And those can be found on Etsy or eBay. You could get new ones. You can get thrifted, vintage, incredible ones. But a a jam pan would be a really great gift for a canner. Yeah. And I like the gold standard for me is to get a copper jam pot. Um, Mm. They have really nice ones at Williams and Sonoma, but they're like $250, something like that. (laughs) Someday, Anna, someday. I know. I just have to wrap my mind around it and be like, I deserve it. I think it's beautiful. And I make enough jams for an entire army. So So both Anna and I offer products on our websites to help a new canner get started or an experienced canner take their canning to the next level. Anna, tell us about your basic canning course and your advanced canning course that you can get on smarthomecanning.com. Yeah, so this was kind of a labor of love because I wanted to create something for people who are more visual learners, people who really, like I personally am a visual learner, so I can buy all the canning books in the world, and I have, but for me, I learn better visually, so... I created a video series and it also comes with ebooks that have the recipes that we talk about in the video course. I go through five different things in my basic canning course, like jams and jellies, pickled vegetables, all the things that you want a water bath can. Then in the advanced course, I cover things like pressure canning, garden planning, pantry planning, all of these specific for canning, not just hey, let's just grow this random variety of food. I really talk about like what types of things you can grow in your garden that will be great specifically for canning. And both of those courses are available online. We'll put those in the show notes and they'll be available. What about you, Jenny? What does yours include? So I thought for this episode, I would mention the Canning for Beginners ebook bundle. So if you're looking for something that's a lower price point and just something that your canner in your life or you would like to just read rather than watch, I have a bundle of ebooks at startcanning.com. That's where I host my my things, my uh, courses and ebooks. And the ebook bundle includes a canning essentials workbook, a water bath canning 101 ebook, a steam canning for beginners ebook, and some recipes included in another booklet. So it dives into both water bath canning and steam canning, and we will link to that ebook bundle in the show notes as well. I mean, I'm a teacher, so I'm just going to speak with, with authority on this. It is critical that 
if you are a visual learner, that you seek out a visual way of learning. And if you are a person who reads and learns by reading, then seek out text information. If you are a person that you know needs to learn in person, then seek out an in-person class. Like I, I feel so confident that there's value in all of these different types of modes of learning and no shade if you seek out one over the other. That's just knowing, know thyself, said Plato. Know how you learn best. And Anna and I both have offerings that will suit all different kinds of learning modalities. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. I mean, we know people and have people in our lives who learn in completely different ways. Totally. I have a couple more items on our list I want to mention. An immersion blender is a great idea for a gift for a preserver. I got one and I can't tell you how handy it is to be able to put the immersion blender into a pot of whatever and blend it up and have it be super smooth. It's amazing. And I also love an immersion blender. This year, I'm going to upgrade to a stainless steel so I don't have to worry Mm. about maybe my white plastic one getting too hot and melting. That's something that's always in the back of my mind. I don't know if I have never seen it melt in my jam pots or anything, but I just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. In the back of my mind, I'm like, I should have a stainless steel one so I don't have to worry about it. That's a great idea. I think that wraps up our list of incredible gifts to give to a canner. We will link all these in the show notes. And thank you guys for listening. That's our show. We don't want you to miss an episode, so please be sure to subscribe. If you found this episode helpful and informative, please give our show a rating and review. It only takes a few seconds and it really helps our show grow. Follow us on social media at Smart Home Canning and at The Domestic Wildflower. Email your preserving questions to perfectlypreservedpodcast at gmail.com and we will do our best to answer your questions on the show. Thanks so much for listening. Stay tuned for our next episode released every week.